Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with another inspiring friend, professional lacrosse player, and leader in all things mental performance. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people I have met through my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. We've got a really special guest this week, and I'm excited to get right into it. Mark Glissini is our guest for this episode, and can I just say that this man has enough wisdom to fill at least a couple books? I'm hoping that's something that's on his bucket list, because I will most definitely be first in line at the book signing. As not only a professional outdoor and indoor lacrosse player, Mark is also a mental performance coach, nutritionist, and physical performance coach. He truly is a master of all the aspects of becoming an elitist. When we held this conversation on Zoom through the KO17 Lacrosse app, our listeners left with pages of notes filled with little Markisms. We're going to call them Markisms. I hope you can take one or two things away from Mark's experiences with a fractured back that nearly influenced the course of his athletic career, how he found his calling, studying under his mentors and providing the next generation with the right tools to be mentally strong in the adversities they face, and what makes him one of the best teammates, according to many of the accolades he's won, for that trade alone. Get your notepad ready. And I'm not just saying that to say it. I promise. <laughs> All right, girls. So I'm just uh, making sure that I'm admitting a couple more people. But I want to make sure that we also introduce our incredible guest here. Welcome to another Wednesday Wisdoms. Thanks for being a subscriber to the KO17 Lacrosse app. Um, I love being able to see all your faces and get to work with you guys on all sorts of different um, platforms with Kylie's Corner, um, Wednesday Wisdoms, get to see you guys every Wednesday, and uh, fun Fridays as well. We get to work together. Uh, Clinics virtually, but hopefully we'll be back out on the field soon. But you girls are crushing everything that I'm throwing at you, and it's been so awesome. So I'm excited to introduce our guest tonight. We're going to have a nice little chat just like the last couple weeks. Um, but today, a little bit different. We have a men's professional lacrosse player tonight. And um, one of the people that I met over in Japan when the WPLL and some of the men's professional players went over for a trip there um, in 2018, right, Mark? Um, yep. And it was such an incredible experience that I'm sure we'll get into. But I think, you know, Mark was someone that I met over there for the first time and just kind Yay! of like, we automatically vibed because we were clearly very passionate about the sport, but also very passionate about, um, you know, being able to grow the sport, being able to um, kind of connect on and off the field with the people who are passionate about it um, in all sorts of different ways. And, um, you know, I think that it's really important for you guys to, to listen to what he has to say today. He's got his own podcast that I was very honored to be a guest on as well that I said that I sent out to you all, but you guys can take a listen to that as well. But we'll talk through a couple different things. Um, obviously, KO17 style, very laid back. We'll get some some nice little wisdoms here. So if you guys have your notepads out, take some notes. We are super excited to have Mark Glissini here. A um, little bit of an intro, just just hold your horses here. He's got, he's got a little bit of a, a uh, a resume here <laughs> and we're gonna make sure that we throw him under the bus but he is a midfielder for the PLL chaos um, he's a member of the San Diego seals in the NLL he went to Yale graduated in 2016 he's on the team USA training team just like myself um, but the men's team USA training team <laughs> he's a certified fitness trainer nutritionist and mental performance coach um, amongst so much more so I'm excited to just kind of tap into that awesome brain of yours today, Mark, and just kind of everything that you have to kind of shed on not only myself, but uh, these young girls, their parents, anybody who's going to watch this through the app. I'm super grateful for having you here. So Mark, welcome. Kylie, thank you so much. You know, I, it's such a pleasure to be here. Uh, like I said, you're, you're such a leader. Um, and I, I look up to you, even though we're the same age and, and what you're doing. And uh, I think there's a lot we're going to cover here. I'm stoked for your girls. I hope they do have a pen and paper in hand because um, they'll definitely come away with one nugget. Nugget. Yes, I love it. All right. So there's something we do here on Wednesday Wisdoms. I always like to like a lot of these interviews, a lot of these things, they just kind of like hop right into it. But I like to start off on a good on a good foot. I like to call it off to a good start. So three little kind of things that we like to get into. 
Um, you know, what's something that you're thankful for today, Mark? Sure. I, I would have to say, I always say faith, family, and my friends, right? When I wake up, it's something I've made. Uh, I think when you get so caught up in the mental performance side of things, uh, these daily affirmations become of who, who, who you are, right? So I, I, I have this five minute journal that my sister got me um, for Christmas. It only takes five minutes. One of the things inside it is um, three things that you're grateful for. So I always say faith, family, and friends. I would say today, especially, um, it would be my health, right? I don't, I don't think we pay attention uh, to our health until we lose it, until we have a sore throat, until we get an injury. Um, but today, my health. That's a great one, uh, especially in the times, right? Um, Definitely. We're super grateful to be able to be here and just kind of speak uh, our minds. Now, second one, something that you are proud to say that you've accomplished today. I, yeah, I uh, had a conversation an hour and a half ago with one of my clients who I never know how they're going to go, right? So the girls will understand that I, I do mental training as well. Um, I'm sure some girls are going to ask, what is mental training? Um, but what it's about is just a simple conversation like we're having now, um, but a little bit more intentional in the fact that we're going to look to solve some problems to uh, get to the present moment and uh, stop stressing out about something in the past or what's making us anxious in the future. Um, we express peak performance in which I talk about in the present moment. And what I'm grateful for is uh, I came on with a client in the beginning of the hour and uh, he was not doing well. And by the end of the hour, he left motivated and inspired with the call to action and strategies that he could use going forward. So I think um, that's what I'm most grateful for today is the fact that I can be a positive light like that for him. Good for you. I mean, seriously, it's like working magic. I always say that. Um, and these girls know. So just a little background on the KO17 app. These girls do something called Kylie's Corner. And every Monday um, we post something where it's kind of like we go through a challenge of the week and it might be something that I'm going through. It might be something that is happening as a social issue. Um, something that we're shedding light on, some sort of obstacle that's going on, um, and then some sort of solution, some way that we can tackle it, along with a quote that can kind of go along with it, just to have some fun and kind of put it in our journal. Um, and then we go with like a little habit that we follow throughout the week. So these girls are journalers; they're they're used to it, and they are used to being able to kind of tackle that that mental that mental training inside of it. So I'm excited that you're here to kind of put it into shed some light on how important yeah. for sure. Um, all right, last but not least, something that you're pumped to go out and chase, maybe today, tomorrow, in the coming weeks, what do you got? Well, one, just this, what's right in front of me, right? I, I, if I'm going to talk about present moment, I'm going to talk about right now. I'm excited to uh, leave some advice or, or give um, some things to think about that could, could change their life. I mean, there's, uh, John F. Kennedy said, the only reason to give a speech is to change somebody, change the world. Um, and that's why we're doing this, Kylie, is, is to have a conversation that might uh, impact someone enough to go change the world, right? So I know that sounds grandioso and aspirational, um, but it's worthwhile to, to think that big. So hopefully we talk about something um, that makes a listener want to go change the world. Love it. Already giving me chills over here. All right. So we're off to a good start, right, girls? Give me, give me some thumbs up here. Come on. <laughs> there we are. All right. Awesome. Okay. So, um, Obviously, you, we have tapped into a little bit about, you know, your mental performance coach side of things, and we're definitely going to go into that some more. Um, but on the lacrosse side of things, like that is where, you know, that is how we met. That is the community that we kind of, we live in, we thrive in, and, um, you know, we aspire to be our greatest versions of ourselves in. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about your introduction to the sport, uh, where you grew up, what shaped your interest in the sport. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I uh, was introduced to this sport in fifth grade, which um, to my peers at the professional level is, is late. You know, you know there's um, kids from Long Island like yourself that are picking it up in kindergarten, right? So I was a little late. Um, it wasn't in my town yet. I was playing baseball in the spring. I was playing soccer and football in the fall. I was playing basketball. And I played every other, every sport besides ice hockey growing up. And it's just something that I was obsessed with playing ball. I was obsessed with um, wanting to play with the older kids down the street. So sport is a huge um, part of my life. It always has been as, as it is with you. Um, but I heard this term in, in describing what sport is, and it's a continuous series of problem-solving events. And I really liked that definition for it because there's a lot of classes you take when you're a young student 
um, that you're not going to like, right? And sometimes you're, you're just taking it to problem solve, right? And what sport and lacrosse, our platform, Kylie, is we use lacrosse to express ourselves, to learn some things about pushing through and persevering and teamwork and many other things that we've learned in lacrosse to, to become better people, right? And, and to be better friends and have better relationships. So sport has always been a part of my life. Uh, I've was introduced in fifth grade after uh, it was lacrosse family night in my town. Um, and my episode number one is with on my podcast is with coach Callanan, who is an ex Marine, very strict individual who implemented discipline into my life at fifth grade. He was my high school lacrosse coach. And he just talk, taught me how to be a leader, right? By example, and how to carry myself and how to show up on time and how to be the one, right? And that's what I would encourage your, your young girls on this call to do is be the one. Don't be afraid to be the one that does extra work. Don't be afraid to be the one uh, that puts in the time when it might seem uncool or not everybody's doing it, right? Be the one. And that's what he always encouraged me to do. So I get chills even thinking about it. Look, being so young and getting told something so serious, yet when I grasp it and look back 20 years later, I'm so happy um, that I, I, I took a chance to be the one and, and do things differently and um, really use sport as my outlet to express myself. You said that perfectly. And I think that that's something that I pride myself in, and I know that you do as well, um, is, is doing the extra, right? Mm. And something that we like to call it at Stony Brook, right, is like, be the hardo, be the one that, you know, feels like, uh, you know, the hardo out there that's doing the extra reps, doing the extra sprints, you know, the, the person who at the end of a really, really tough practice says, hey guys, let's get some more shooting reps, even though everybody doesn't want to, um, you know, be that one. So I love that's, that, I literally wrote it down, be the one, um, because I think that's just so important. And those are those lessons, like you said, that would we learn those lessons without sport? Would we learn those lessons without lacrosse? Like, you might, right? We might have those those experiences, but we're lucky enough to be able to go through lacrosse and, and other sports and, and learn these types of things so that we can take into life and outside of it. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, you, you said it perfectly. You took a lot from lacrosse and you took a lot from your introduction to it. And, um, you know, did you did you play other sports and yes. as you were growing up? And, you know, how do you preach to, to young kids why that's important and why it's, you know, it's not just lacrosse and it's not just uh, the lessons that you learn from your lacrosse coaches that are important. Great question. I'm going to go a little tangential and I promise you I'll come back, but this was really life, life shattering when I like, or life changing when I heard it. Um, there's a guy named um, Dr. Horn who does skill development for athletes and uh, Norway uh, won the highest medal count in 2018 during the Winter Olympics. And they're the size of Minnesota. So how did they beat United States? How did they beat Russia, China, all these massive countries? And you ask their Olympic trainer and what they, he says is in our constitution or, or, or in our, yeah, in our constitution, we can't rank score or time until the age of 12, which was, means that they don't have any cracked eggs, which means it's all about when you're really young, just keeping your heart in it, passion, love, team building, play everything. Don't really worry about technique um, until you're around that age, which is 13, 14, 15. Then you can start specializing. Then you can choose to go to the Olympics and train towards the Olympics when you get there, right? But when you're really young, play everything. Don't miss out on an opportunity, right? And I really like to describe it as a young flower. You would never pull a flower out of the ground. You'd kill the flower, right? So what I'm really grateful for looking back on um, me being a young boy, my mom put me in everything, even karate, right? Even art classes, even dance classes. It didn't matter. I just did it all because it really sparked my interest in everything. And then I was able to take spacing and footwork from basketball and soccer. Uh, I was able to um, use swinging techniques in baseball to transfer over into lacrosse. And I was able to use different techniques from different sports, um, primarily uh, uh, contact and team sports to understand how I can be the best lacrosse player, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit in my story where I, I, I'm this prolific or good ex-attackman in, uh, in high school. And now I'm playing short stick defensive midfielder at the pro level. 
which just allowed me to navigate by playing everything and understanding that there isn't a position on the field um, that I'm not capable of playing because I played all the sports growing up. So that's a great kind of transition there. And I think that that's something that happens a lot, right? Like you play a position that you absolutely love. You play a sport that you absolutely love. Uh, you're kind of comfortable as you're growing up in that, in that position. And then maybe you get to college and your coach sees something different. Your coach sees mm. some sort of different potential. Um, you know, what, what was that like? Like, how did you, how were you able to wrap your mind around the fact that, hey, like I can still be successful at this, um, even though my first instinct might be to just kind of get upset about it and sure. kind of hate everything and, you know, be really negative about it. How can I turn this into a positive? How can I continue to be successful on the lacrosse field, even if it's not where I'm comfortable? such a great question. I think I wouldn't be doing the answer justice if I didn't share a little bit more color and get kind of emotional about my high school experience because when I was a senior in high school, I got a stress fracture in my spine that put me in a hard brace from my pecs to my tailbone and I was laying on the ground and I thought if I'm not an athlete then who am I and I was coming off of a great career that I was building in high school but then I had this physical injury. And at the three to four months later, my mom got diagnosed with cancer, lymphoma, and now I'm going through emotional and spiritual trauma, right? Mental trauma. And it leads to what I'm doing now, right? The holistic approach, because I kind of understood from physical loss, from emotional struggle, um, I, I have now a compared to what mentality, right? So when I get injured, I get a sprained ankle, I get this, well, it's not as bad as breaking my back. And if uh, somebody says something mean to me or otherwise, well, it's not as bad as seeing my mom go through chemo every single day, right? So having those painful moments, right? I like, the, like to say uh, a setback is a setup for a comeback, right? So if that just means we're going through a tough time here, this pandemic, right? Everybody's in a setback, lost seasons, um, hurtful hearts, right? Everybody's struggling in some capacity. Um, everybody has their story, but it's a setup or a comeback and you have to believe that because what, what are you using right now this time to do? Are you going to get better or are you going to get better, right? And if they're on this call, they're definitely getting better, right? Because they're searching for answers. Um, they're searching for information. How does that have to do with answering your question, Kylie? Well, when I was asked to change positions, that's an easy one for me, right? Because it's not a shot of my ego or anything like that. I just, I just want to win, right? And I just want to play, right? And when I'm a freshman and coach says, this might be the best position for you and you'll play right away, or you can stick with the offense and, and sit behind all these prolific uh, juniors and seniors. It was easy for me because it was, I just want to play right away. I want to impact and I want to prove myself. Uh, and I was able to do that because I focused on my strength and conditioning that I had lost in high school, right? So it all comes full circle in the answer to the question. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry for giving so much color, but it really helps express what, what happened. Please, not at all. I mean, that is, I think I'm learning more than these girls are right now about your story and all these things. But I think that, you know, physical and emotional trauma, it's a part of who you become, right? And mm. it doesn't, have that doesn't have an age that doesn't have you know a certain I think this is something that we talked about on your podcast as well as um, you know there's not a certain point that you get to that you just figure it all out oh, yeah. right like you just you continue to, to use your setbacks like you said as comebacks and you continue right. to use your your physical injuries and traumas as ways that you can can get better out on the field and kind of take care of your body even more to prevent it in the next in the next case right uh, you take emotional trauma and you turn it around on its head and, and recognize that other things that might happen to you in the future, until you get to those future moments, until you get to those obstacles, you're not going to recognize how minute they might be in comparison to those other traumas. And once you figure it out, the, whatever you did to come back, right? Now you have the strategy on how to come back forever, right? So like we're going through the pandemic, we're going through racial injustice, we're going through a bunch of different bad things but we know if we can get through this we can get through other bad things that are bound to come down the line right so uh it's it comes back to the fact that all of this is a continuous series of problem solving events and if we can figure out the answers by listening to people like you right these girls should be listening to you because you have the answers on what it takes to get to the highest level right mental training to just get back to what it is is it's success leaves clues 
If somebody's doing something at a very high level that you want to do, learn their strategies. And that's why it's so important that these girls are listening to you and um, the people you have for, for what is this Wednesday wisdom? Wednesday wisdoms. There you go. Yeah, of course, listening to you as well. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to, I want to tap into that. And I think that, you know, it, it's common to ask the question of, you know, what was your recruiting process like? What was it like at, um, at Yale? What was it like playing on a collegiate team? But where, you know, we're on a deeper scale right now, but where along those lines do you think that along your journey, you recognized how important it was to tap into what goes on up here hmm. rather than just, you know, physically training, because obviously that's important too, right? We know that. We know it's important to get out and get our reps. We know it's important to go to the camps, listen to the pros, um, you know, go to the clinics, go to all these things, get your reps in, uh, weight training, running, all the things. So important. We all know this, right? What, where did it kind of struck for you, right? Where it was like, I need to tr also train my brain and, you know, my thoughts and my motivations and all these different things perceptions of the world perceptions of social situations where did that click for you it's a great question kylie well i had a mental coach as a junior year my junior year at yale but it started way before that when i didn't even know that i was doing mental training so uh I, what i did in, in in high school was pour my negative energy into poetry and into working out and it's interesting but i didn't know it at the time that when i was writing words down on paper I was doing physical meditation, right? So what I was doing is I was getting my thoughts down on paper, getting negative energy out of me. And then when I was working out, I was getting my endorphins going and feeling better on the, on the other end of a workout. So it really started before I knew what I was doing. I just knew that it felt better, right? Mm -hmm. I knew that by the end of the time when I was done with a poem or done writing my thoughts down and journaling that I was feeling better. Um, and there's two, another side to that. Then I was very aspirational. I was writing down goals, right? So uh, I, I knew in that very moment that I was weak, right? Because I was losing uh, muscle and, and steam and all the things that I built over the years going throughout high school, because now I was six months kind of immobile in, in, this, in this brace. And I remember if you want to go to a specific time, I was like, there's tears coming down my eyes because I I'm having this identity crisis. Like I talked about where I'm like, if I'm not an athlete, then who am I? And I was screaming kind of like, why me? It's the middle of the night. I remember my parents waking up like, why me? Why is this happening? Um, and that over time, that question's changed to, so what now what? Right. So a bad thing happened. Um, one of the things that the girls can take away is a simple E plus R equals O. It's not your event equals outcome, but event plus response equals outcome, right? So E plus R equals O, event plus response equals outcome. So I broke my, uh, broke my spine, okay? So my mom got sick. Those are the events, but what can I do? And to answer your question on when mental training really started for me, I started having these like deep, vivid imagery of like who I wanted to be, you know? Stronger than I was even before I got hurt. Uh, more capable, a better person, more helpful person, a better leader, a better all around, right? And I actually saw the person that I wanted to be. It sounds silly, but it wasn't to me, right? Jerry Rice, who's the best wide receiver that's ever played football, um, he said he's never caught a, pa a touchdown pass that he didn't already see himself making. Yeah, it's weird, but he's the best, right? So there is something there. And I get caught up in talking about mental imagery, but it's very hard to understand because it's not like here's paper and you can see the paper, but mental imagery, if you think about it vividly enough all the time, now I'm able to say that this is what I was doing, right? And I came out on the other side. Now I'm a little bit more uh, mentally strong, right? And I, what I'm saying to myself is whenever I, I feel down again, I know what got, out of, what got me out of that tough time. So I'll just do that again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to picture a future that's better, a bigger, better, stronger version of myself. And I was doing mental training before I even knew what it was. But then I took it to another level when I found a mental coach at Yale. That's amazing. Um, you know, I think you, you use the word, you know, mental imagery. And uh, I think that that's something that I guess I do as well without even noticing it. You know, and I think that a lot of us can probably agree. Um, I think, you know, one, one story that I told one time, I don't even remember what podcast it was on, but it was 
something that has stuck in my head um, for a long time. And I really don't talk about it much, but you know, there was, there have been a ton of times where on, you know, rides home from games. And I think that any athlete can kind of attest to this, right. Rides home from games where you're kind of like replaying the game in your head or, um, or even rides two games, right. And you're kind of like, okay, I'm getting pumped up. Like I'm visualizing plays happening in my head, I'm visualizing making a hustle play. I'm visualizing and it kind of gets your adrenaline going. Right. Um, and I think that that's something that's been huge for me. And, and that's one of the ways that I get as pumped up as I possibly can for a game is, you know, I try to just close my eyes and visualize things that are happening. And to go back to the story that I was mentioning, I, there had been this dream that I would have all the time. And sometimes it was just, you know, actually in my sleep. Sometimes it was like daydreaming. Um, and it was just this one play every single time I was at some point catching the ball midair, diving across the crease behind the back. And then I would dive out of the crease and roll out of it. Right. So like I would roll out of the crease so that I wasn't in the crease. And I would always just be like, why am I always just like thinking about that? Like, that's just never going to happen. Right. Like you're going to be in the crease. You're going to get called in the crease. The one time it happened, I broke the NCAA record. <laughs> right. Like, and it's something that you know, you know me, I don't like to talk about stories like that. Like, it just kind of feels like, you know, um, and you girls know oh, me in the same right. sense. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to say, but it's also like, it's, it's true, right? It's, it's, it's true. A true kind of practice. If you can visualize in your situations and visualize those, those moments happening for you. Um, and it might be something as big as that, right? And it might be something as simple as just like visualizing, getting yourself out of bed in the morning and going for sure. that run. Um, but I think it's just so important to be able to, well, I'll do, I'll do a little fun thing here for your, for girls that are on this. Like one's a question, like, have you ever watched a scary movie and had a somatic response to your hands? You start sweating or you got scared, right? You're in your room, you're watching the scary movie and you got scared. Everybody's had that, right? But it's an imagination. So why are we getting scared? It's not happening in reality. What, what I was saying is there's a physiological response, which means a body response to something that's not actually happening. You're watching a scary movie. It's not real. However, why don't we change the tide and actually do it with something that we can be positive about, right? And then the second thing uh, that my, uh, one of my mentors has me do is picture there's a lemon right in front of us and we cut the lemon in half and then we cut the lemon again. And now we have a quarter of the lemon and we take a bite into the lemon and everybody can feel how like sweet that lemon is in your gum, right? Well, in hearing this, you'll start to salivate for the next three minutes, right? And if you keep thinking about the lemon in your mouth, you'll salivate for up to seven minutes. This is not happening. This isn't happening. There's no lemon, right? But we, we think about it. And what ends up happening is our brain secretes, sal like we're salivating. I'm, I'm salivating. I, I've done this a million times, yeah. right? It's like, but this isn't happening, right? So this whole thing is... What you're, I believe your story to be true 110% because I know, right? I, I've had something happen in my life, but as silly as a scary movie or a fake lemon, I mean, these things, it happens, right? Yeah, that's so funny that you just said that because I still am salivating right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, again, like you put a lot of these things into, and this is what's so cool about what you do, right? And something that a lot of people, don't recognize um, how important it really is and how much studying you go that goes into it, mm. how much passion that goes into what you do and how much knowledge you really have up there, mm. right? Like everything that I'm saying, you are just coming right back at me with like 14 quotes. And, That's all and I think about. You know, three different examples, but it's so important, right? And it's things that, um, you know, myself, and I'm sitting here thinking like that I'm giving these girls uh, wisdom and knowledge, but you're sitting here, I have a whole bunch of notes. So it's just, it's so important what you do. And I think that, you know, on another level of, of how you were mentioning before, right? Like you had a client before this earlier today that, um, you know, you probably deal with a lot of different issues with your clients, right? Like what, what they're dealing with, what they're struggling with. And, um, you know, as people, as athletes, as just, you know, people in general, we go through a whole bunch of different things. And, mm. you know, how do we, how do we come out of those setbacks? And I think that one of the main questions, I'm sure that you get this a lot from young boys, um, is, is one that I get from these young girls as well, you know, about mental toughness in weak moments, or um, how to bounce back from a mistake out on the field, or, 
you know, where, where does that sense of self-confidence come from as an athlete? Where does it, you know, how, how can you re-manifest it in a sense, sure. if it, if it just feels like it's been squashed, um, you know, how can, how can we build that? Great question. And I, I'm going to make it as simple as possible, as I possibly can. First, I'll say it takes training, right? So it's not going to come overnight. It's something you have to practice as, as the same way you would wall ball, right? But um, one thing I like to talk about is uh, focus equals feelings, right? So whatever we focus on becomes our feelings. If we want to focus on the terrible thing that happened today, you can guarantee a down type feeling is coming, right? But if we want to focus on, you know, this bad thing happened, but in one hour from now, I'll be hanging out with Kylie and listening to Wednesday Wisdoms and it'll be a better time. Well, we're going to start smiling, right? Because we, we start focusing on something and that gives us a feeling, right? One little thing that uh, was the first thing I learned when uh, I was in college, when I was going through this, how do I bounce back, right? How do I bounce back? Well, the best imagery is a stoplight, right? So you have this stoplight with red, yellow, and green, right? And while we're going through, right? Uh, picturing you throw a turnover or picturing um, a bad play happen to you. Well, what color do you think you're in? You're in red and we need to get back to green. Well, how do we do that? And it's a three-step process and it's something physical. So that becomes like me taking this band and snapping against my body. That's a physical something that I did. Then a huge deep breath and then something verbal. Like my nickname is Glick. Let's go Glick. So that's mine. I touch my socks up. Let's go click. And by me doing that, I'm snapping myself from red to green. And what you're doing right there is something called a pattern interruption. And I'm sorry for using bigger words, but basically what that means is you can get caught up in this downstream of negativity, right? Your bad play happened and a bad play will happen again unless you swim against the tide, right? So how do we change that? Well, let's have a pattern interruption rather than negative pattern, another pattern, another negative happening. Let's change that. How? By controlling what we can control, which are what? Our physical stuff, right? Let's grab our band and snap it. Can we control our breath? Of course. I always say if you can control your breath, you can control your life. Uh, if I want to increase my heart rate right now, I'll pant like a dog <laughs> and my heart rate will increase. But if I want to decrease my heart rate, By doing that, I'm bringing myself to a more centered feeling. And every single person on this Zoom meeting has felt that panning like a dog scenario, right? I'll even get vulnerable. I, during uh, my time at prep school, I was in a hip hop dance recital. I was one of the lead. And the, when the curtains opened, I was more nervous than I've ever been in my entire life. More nervous than I've ever been in my entire life. And in that moment, I wish I knew what I'm saying right now is how I could stop feeling panicky, right? And a simple little thing that I learned is that physical deep breath verbal, right? And it's really, um, I'm giving you the metaphor of how to go from red to green. Don't stay in red, control the situation by do something physical and then deep breath verbal. That's just one strategy they can think about. Well, I'm going to take that stoplight into my life. Um, <laughs> and I think that it's, it's so funny that you mentioned being on stage as well, because I think that, you know, uh, it ties per perfectly into my next thought, but at the same time, you know, as athletes, right? Like I'm the same way. If I were to step out on the stage and I was asked to sing or act or even just like stand there, right? Yeah. You just get, you, it's, we, we don't like it. We don't like the feeling, but tell me to go out on a field, lights on 40,000 people. I'm like in my element, right? Like, and I'm sure you would feel the same way. I'm sure there would be some sort of nerves, but it's almost more adrenaline than that panic feeling. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that you know, obviously there's all sorts of different people in this world that kind of thrive off of different energies like that. Um, but, you know, there are all sorts of pressures that come with that as well, right? And it might be good pressure. Like even if we do step out onto that field and there's 10,000 people out there chanting your name or booing your name or um, either way, right? Whether you're getting the boos or whether you're getting the praise, there's pressure. And there's mm. going to be pressure on not only your team and the outcome of the game and but you, right? And how you perform. And Absolutely. that comes in lacrosse and that comes in life as well. And, you know, as we start to kind of navigate uh, our lives as young women, right? And what we want to do, how we want to go through the recru recruiting process, where we want to go to school, um, you know, how, 
how what kind of level we want to play with Ross at all these different things what how do you handle those kinds of pressures whether they're good whether they're bad do you handle them differently you have such great questions uh (laughs) I would say pressure to me I like to use this uh metaphor is we're, we're at a beach, whatever beach you want to be at. And somebody brings this big beach ball and you take it and you walk out into the ocean. I like and beach we're, talk. <laughs> we're, we're, we're out in the beach and we take this beach ball and now we can't, we can't even touch our feet to the ground, but we're going to do our very best to keep this beach ball under the water. Now what happens is as you try to push the beach ball further and further down under the water, pressure builds underneath it. And when you let go, it's going to skyrocket into out of the water and through the air. Right. So what I try to say is, how can we become best friends or hold hands with pressure? Right. Because pressure is real. To ignore pressure would be uh, to act like the sun's not going to rise. Right. So when I use that analogy, what you come to understand is let's not fight the pressure. Let's see how we can handle it. Right. There's a woman named Amy Cuddy, and I'll put her in the chat for um, people that want to look her up lady later. She had a terrible accident that happened when she was a young girl um, that made her lose her IQ, right? So she went down two standard deviations in her IQ and she didn't feel confident anymore. And when pressure arrived, even the littlest things, she would get anxious. And now she's the lead authority on high power poses. So um, every girl that's listening to this, what I want you to do for the next five minutes is to make like the most upset or frustrated face you can make for five seconds, like really sad, small, right? Bad feeling that arises with that, right? So now what you can do is put your shoulders back and what we call this is like the warrior pose or even if a person's born blind and they're told that they win something, they do this, how cool is that? So let's all do this, right? Everybody puts their hands up like this and they smile like you won something, right? It's like, yes 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 and how much better are you feeling right do you feel that right because it's much different than that upset feeling right so what is happening there well actions change our attitude movements change our moods and motions change our emotions so if we want to get very small and stagnant and not move right well not only are we more prone to disease which science has proved but we'll also feel worse right So in those moments when pressure's arising, that's when you have to be at your biggest. When you feel the worst, be your biggest, right? No one can do this and smile and not feel better about themselves. And why is that? Because when you get bigger, your testosterone, which is a very good hormone in your body increases and cortisol, which is in charge of stress, goes down. But cortisol goes up if I'm really, really small and I'm like this, right? So it's really, really important and I'll finish my story with Amy Cuddy is when she started doing this, she was at Princeton. She had a girl come in and she goes, Professor Cuddy, I don't belong here. And Professor Cuddy starts crying and cause she sees herself in that kid 20 years earlier. And she goes, do me a favor before class tomorrow. I just want you to get as big as you possibly can, right? Before you walk into that classroom, I want you to stay big throughout it. The next day, girl raises her hand and gives the best answer the class has heard and everybody goes who's that girl right but in that moment it was because she decided to act bigger than she actually felt inside she changed how she felt she dealt with pressure and she was able to give an answer that was really really powerful wow i love that story i mean i think that i I could tell even just watching these girls. I mean, there's only a handful of us on the call, but I know for myself, right? You can't, you literally can't put your arms up unless you're going to smile, be super excited about it. And you girls even had trouble trying to make a sad face, which was (laughs) awesome as well. Cause we got, we got some, we got some great personalities here. So I love that. I think that, um, you know, if you can stare pressure in the face, you can stare anything in the face. That's for sure. Um, you can overcome any, any sort of obstacle. Um, and I think that's going to tie into our Kylie's corner for this, for this upcoming week. So thanks for, thanks for tying that in. But, um, I think, you know, a couple of, one thing that I definitely, definitely want to touch on, um, that's so unique to you as a lacrosse player, um, and something that a lot of coaches, um, harp on for their young players, harp on for college players any player at any level in any sport 
Um, you know, I'm just, I'm going to read this off of my notes because it's, it's absolutely incredible girls, but, um, yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be humble about it, you can close your eyes or something, but I think you should put your, your arms up and be super proud of all of this. But, um, I think that a common thread with, with who you are as a lacrosse player is that you are by far the best teammate on the field. Um, and I go to say this just based on these awards, um, you know, the Donald J. Reeve Award for Character, Spirit, Dedication, Hard Work, and Enthusiasm. The Christian Prince Memorial Jersey for Best Teammate. The Dan Kasman Award to Underclassman who has contributed most to team spirit and morale. Twice a recipient of the Winthrop A. Smith Award for Inspiring Teammates with Superior Conditioning and Team Play. The Jimmy Reagan Teammate of the Year Award. Um, common thread, I think girls here, Teammate of the Year spirit, character, dedication, um, all those words that you hear in big terms, right? And you hear um, used loosely, right? And you hear just kind of as things that you want to aspire to have as an athlete, as things that you want to aspire to be. Um, you know, a lot of people preach, hey, you got to be a good teammate. You got to be a great teammate first. Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, Mark, and ask, you know, what does being a great teammate mean to you? And why, why is that so important to how you play lacrosse? Thank you so much for that. Um, <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with how I was raised. I have an older sister um, who supported me unconditionally. I have parents who, who love me very much. And I would say I'm, a, I'm just a product of all the coaches that have taught me something. And then when I got to the professional ranks, I wanted to learn with not only people who became pros, but stayed pros like the Matt Abbott's and Mike Evans, Matt Danowski's, these people that are just so great. And uh, I was just observing them and becoming aware of what they were doing. And, and I was a great follower ever, even way before I was called a leader, right? And I think even to this day, I, I focus on being a great, great follower right and if i can follow um the greats right mental training to me is following the strategies of all the greats right you know there's things i can learn from you kylie there's things that i could even learn from the girls on here right and then if the girls want to take part in another uh little activity here let's take our hands and rub them together for five seconds really quickly right and then close our eyes and hold them from about one inch away right you can feel that energy in you, right? You can feel that in you, okay? And you have a choice to either be a candle or a wildfire. And what blows out a candle also extends a wildfire, right? So when I blow oxygen on a candle, it's out, right? It's done. That's like somebody saying, oh, Mark, you're not good, or you're ugly, or you're this, or you're that. It doesn't matter because when they say something negative or positive, I'm using that oxygen to extend my wildfire. What does this metaphor have to do with anything? That we are in complete control of our energy and we are not lacking any energy. You just felt it within your body, right? We are blocking energy, right? We are blocking, right? Everybody on this Zoom call right now made a choice to have enough energy and enthusiasm to go learn from Kylie. Right? They didn't care who this guest speaker was gonna be, that's for sure. It was about you, Kylie. But when you make that choice, to have energy and focus on only the few things that you can control, being on time, having a good attitude, right? There's something I like to say, Moomba, M-O-O-M-B-A. My only obstacle may be attitude. My only obstacle may be attitude, right? And it's our attitude, not our aptitude, that determines our altitude, right? So if you want to be in a better place tomorrow than you were today, know that you're in complete control of your attitude, which is what? Your energy, right? Your pose, right? Understanding that it, it's not the event that happens to me or you can say whatever you want, but I'm still gonna go play lacrosse tomorrow. And I'm gonna still go out and learn from Kylie and other girls that I wanna be like and leaders that I wanna be like. And uh, if you wanna ask a great question, go ask this to anybody older than you. Say, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you were my age, right? Rather than go through the experience yourself. And that's what allows me to be a good teammate because I'm empathetic almost to a fault, right? I only care about what's going on in their life. 
how's your how's your mom doing how's your family doing right and this all comes from me understanding that pain is a common thing that throughout all of us right we're all going through the same pain we're not going through the same joys we're going through the same pain uh, and when i hear those accolades the reason why i can't wait for them to be done is because i want to talk about what are we together in right we're not together in the accolades we're together in this opportunity right now to learn together to ask right questions to each other, and then to take our energy and go be a positive light in others, right? So the answer to your question in short is, I'm, I'm considered a good teammate or a good leader because I'm a great follower. I'm a great follower of, of my parents, of my teachers, and of my coaches and, and, and my friends like Kylie. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, you said it way better than I'm about to say it, but um, I think there's there's things that, uh, we, we went through this on Kylie's Corner last week as well, but, you know, it was to be kind because everyone around you is fighting a battle that you know nothing about. Um, and, you know, just kind of ultimately having that idea of, like you said, we're all going through some sort of pain together, um, but it's important to make sure that we can focus on the success together as well and striving for greatness together and looking to our, I think, something that we said in our Stony Brook locker room that has stayed with me forever is, you know, look into the left and to the right of you. And this might be something that you do in a group chat right now, um, even though it's virtual, but you can still look to the left, look to the right, see the names on the phone and just be like, okay, what, you know, how can I reach out to that person and do something a little bit extra for them? How can I um, make sure that that person is going to be good to go when we step out on the field um, so that we can ultimately push forward together and achieve our goals together? Um, and I just love that you put everything into, you know, focusing on following the people around you and taking something from them and kind of manifesting something within yourself that you can continue to build upon. Um, yeah, so I think just to kind of go into a little bit of that as well, and um, this is kind of off the cuff here, but um, you mentioned a little bit of kind of, you know, I think we talked about preparation on and off the fields. Um, and we talked about it in a mental sense. We talked about it in a physical sense. And um, I think that, you know, something that is very important to you is, um, is your faith and is your spirit, right? And I think aligning all of those things, and this is something that you mentioned you definitely wanted to talk about on this call, um, just sure. kind of aligning that faith, aligning, you know, um, the harmony between life on and off the fields and sure. all of with it. Um, can you talk yeah. a little bit on that? Absolutely. So when I was getting into what I do now in peak performance, uh, when I was a younger boy, I used to believe that, um, okay, I'm mad at my sister or this relationship in my life, but I have practice. And as long as I can just go to practice, I can get away with this from this um, little friction I have or bad thing going on in this relationship, and I can separate the two. And I couldn't have been more wrong. Right. And I have a, a mentor now named Dr. Christina Versari, who's a head sports psychologist for the NBA. And she just retired and she she's my latest podcast. And what she talked to me about and really opened my eyes about is if you think about the best seasons in lacrosse you've ever had, um, what is in order are your relationships, your relationships with your faith, um, your relationships with family, your closest friends and then yourself. Right. And there's a guy named Robin Sharma who breaks these up into four different sets. And he says, yeah, we have our mindset, which is what we're talking about. Right. Mindset. Right. What is that? That's um, thinking that the future can be positive. Right. But being a neutral thinker, which means uh, what's next? Can we be right now and engaged in this next conversation or topic? Right. So that's mindset. But then the next one is your health set. Right. So let's take an individual that wants to run a marathon. Right? They have the proper mindset, um, but they're 100 pounds overweight, right? Will they be able to complete the marathon? Probably not. So they have to start paying attention to that relationship with their body, right? Which is between themselves. And then to, to get to the next and last two, it's heart set and soul set. So heart set is our relationships or anything that pulls on our emotional heartstrings. That's with my sister. That's with my family. That's with my closest relationships in my life, right? And um, using the marathon for an example, if something's really hurting my heart, right, and something's happening on the family front, I can't go do a marathon if I have to tend to a relationship that's falling apart that I really hold very high regard. So that's another relationship that I need to pay attention to. 
And that's heart set. That has nothing to do with how I feel physically. has nothing to do with how I feel between my ears from a mindset perspective. And then soul set, like you talked about. Um, people go further when it's for a cause that's greater than themselves. I, all my goals, right? I don't want to just, I don't want to just lose five pounds or gain five pounds. I want to do it to make somebody proud. Or I, I want to make Team USA um, because I want to represent my country. Uh, I want to uh, hold, host a dinner for my family so that I can increase the relationships with underneath my roof, right? These things are purposes that are much greater than just me, Mark, I, right? So what this goes into is the alignment in the question, right? So I was under the impression that peak performance could be separated between relationships over here and performance over here. And as long as I can go onto the field and forget about that, I'll be okay. And I was wrong, right? Dr. Versari said um, the Olympic athletes that won gold that she talked to, they don't talk about how physically fit they were. They talked about how those relationships were in line, right? At home, oh, I just, I had just fallen in love. Uh, I felt really strong in my faith. Uh, and all these relationships were in order, Kylie. So when it comes to peak performance, it's, it's more the holistic approach because everything does matter, right? And there's days where you have to tend a little bit more to your health. There's days where you have to tend to a relationship that has not been paid attention to for a day or two or a week, right? So, I, I mean, I get emotional talking about it because I know how important it is, but I also want people to understand how important it is because if they can pay attention to it, that's how we can change the world together because then you're going to be peak performing and the person next to you is going to be peak performing and the next thing you know is we're going to start transforming the world together, right? Um, hope that answered it. I, yeah, I mean, answered it and, and then some. And I think that um, goes into a little bit of what we talked about on the podcast, right? The little penny trick from me. But um, but yeah, I think uh, as well, it was something that I kind of have, have taught these girls as well and just kind of shed on them as well as just kind of to go above and beyond and to make sure that the people around you are um, are good and they're okay and they're, you know, they're doing well. And I think that just kind of that checking in and even though it might feel like a little out of the way to just be like hey hey mark how you doing today um that might be a day where you know mark was having a really really tough day and you didn't even know it but the fact that you reached out um and you showed that you cared uh those relationships are in order and then you and mark can both go forward and both go crush those goals on and off the field and i think it's just it's so important to be able to to step outside your comfort zone and be able to to mend those relationships and be able to continue to build them as well. Um, and I think, you know, this kind of ties into one of my last questions here. But um, you talk a little bit about how you have a lot of goals for yourself, right? And we all do. We all have goals, and and you write them down, and you like to journal them, and as do we here with Ko Seventeen Lacrosse, and. Um, you know, something that I love to say is, is dream big and you, you all know that about me. And I think that other than it just being a saying or a phrase or a slogan, um, it's, it's kind of a lifestyle. It's kind of, it's a very big mindset. I think that it's something that I like to show is, um, you know, anything's possible for these girls. Absolutely anything. You could write it down on a piece of paper and you can find it in 10 years and be like, look, I did this and then some. Um, and it was really cool for me. I actually haven't shared this story yet, but I found as I was going through quarantine and my attic and all these things, um, I found a letter that I wrote to my dad when I was 14 years old. It was about 10 years ago now. Um, and I remember writing it, dating it and saying, I'm not going to give this to him for 10 years. And I had no idea that I had kept it. Like I had found it in a pile of things. And I, when I read it, it was, you know, I was 14 years old and I had looked at it and I'm reading through it. I'm like, oh my goodness. I remember being in this exact moment. And I was writing, you know, thank you for, you know, pulling me aside after games and telling me what I did wrong and, and what I, what I did great. And, you know, all those frustrating moments, all those frustrating car rides, all the emails that I have to send out to, to recruiters and, all the days that you bring me out and we get all the extra reps and all the days that you sit there and you hold me when I'm crying because I got a yellow card on the field. Like I'm writing this down as a 14 year old to my dad. And I found it 10 years later. Like what are the odds of that destiny? And I think um, it just goes to tie in like 
there is literally anything that you could put down on a piece of paper, girls, that you could say, because at the end of that, the last couple paragraphs, we're all like, this is all going to be worth it. You're going to see, like, we're going to make it together. We're going to do really big things. And, you know, just kind of sitting in this moment and being able to say like, hey, dad, like, I'm a professional lacrosse player. Like, here, read this letter from uh, 2010. Um, that was a pretty wild and really emotional moment for us. But I think it just goes to show, like, you know, what, what can you say about to these girls about chasing dreams and, um, you know, anything being possible for them and just kind of being able to believe in themselves so much and what they want and what they're passionate about to, to ultimately make it happen. Oh my God. I mean, you said it so well, you said it so well. Um, one of my mentors always says to me, um, don't be a wandering generality, be a meaningful specific, right? So rather than, um, following, and we talked about being a good follower, but be a good follower in the right arena or in the right uh, direction. So if you guys want to be a great lacrosse player and a great person, follow Kylie, right? If you want to be, I don't know, uh, if you're into NASA or dance, there, there are leaders in those fields, right? And what it means is, and I, I've been talking about this a lot lately, is one of the worst pieces of advice you can get is be well-rounded. And it's important to be kind and it's important to have good manners, of course, that's, but be sharp-edged right? It means, it means what you want, right? Write down, I want that, right? That is going to be different for you than it is to the girl to your left and your right. But most people go throughout their entire life as a wandering generality, doing a, a life that's not their own and just going through the motions. But if you take the time and take five minutes, maybe 30 minutes, if you get caught up into it, it goes for an hour. But I want that, right? Who do you want to be, right? Do, do you want to uh, be a pro women's lacrosse player, write it down, right? If, if, if you want to be the first whatever, write that down. And it should do two things. One, it should make the hair on the back of your neck stick up because it's that ridiculous. And it should make other people laugh, right? So when I talk about my goals to my friends and my parents, they all laugh at me. They say, that's ridiculous. And there's no way you could ever be the best mental performance coach in the world and inspire millions. And I say, why not? And watch me, right? Because that, that's what champions do. Champions believe in something before they're a champion, right? So there's something that Kylie, me, and nobody in this world can ever take away from you. And that's your belief. And you can do anything. I'm going to say that again, because it's the most important thing. You can do anything. And I would like to speak to anybody who told you otherwise, right? So the whole point here is if you want something, write it down, think about it, lose sleep over it, dream about it, and then go get it, right? There's too many wandering generalities. Be a meaningful, specific. Know what you want. Go after it. Know your why. And then go find the strategies like Kylie. Go find people to follow in those arenas, right? But write down, I want that, and go get it. <laughs> Getting us all fired up. Who wants to go play some lacrosse? I do. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're wrapping up here, but I mean, there's no other way to wrap that up other than the way you just did. But I think, you know, we, we usually ended on a, on a fun note, but I, I really just kind of want to cut it there just because, you know, I, sure? okay. yeah, I think that, you know, we, we definitely took so, so much from you. Um, and I think that I do want to end it. Um, I'll obviously allow you to, to say whatever you'd like to say to these girls on the last note, but I do before, before we do that, um, you know, I just want to say thank you for being here and shedding some light on not only what you do for a living, right. But, um, you know, we talked so much more about things that are so much deeper than the lacrosse field, but they, they translate to the lacrosse field Absolutely. Um, and things that we are so passionate about as professional lacrosse players and, and things that, that are so important to focus on as these girls continue their journey along life, right. And through life um, to whatever, again, whatever those dreams might be, whatever that is Ooh. that, that finishes that sentence of, I want blank. Um, and I just think that, you know, thank you so much for all that you just kind of shed on us for the last 15, mi 15 minutes, uh, 59 minutes, sorry, not 59, <laughs> uh, long day. But I think, you know, to, to end it with, of course, whatever you want to say, but also, can you leave us with your favorite quote? Sure. Bye. <laughs> um, well, one, thank you so much, Kylie. It's been awesome, not only to be on here, but to become friends and close friends with you. All right. And you are like I told you before, a guiding light to these girls and, and everybody in the lacrosse community. So keep doing what you're doing. 
And uh, I, I would finish it off by one with a question, are you using this time to get bitter or better, right? Because everybody um, that wants to get better can easily do that, but not everybody can get better, right? And that's a choice you have to make. So let's make the choice together to get better rather than bitter. Um, and my favorite quote is, you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. So there's, you can look on social media, you can look um, all over the internet and newspapers and magazines and, and teach what you just learned in that magazine or on the video you watched on social media, but you reproduce who you are, which means, um, are you a kind person? Are you hardworking? Are you focused? Are you diligent? Are you, um, again, kind, right? And, and if you want your friends, if you want your family to be kind, well, then you be kind yourself, right? So I think that's my favorite quote because anybody can teach what they know, but if you want friends and family and loved ones like you, well, you better have the authenticity and, and be carrying that light yourself. Uh, well, thank you so much for, I think, giving us chills every time you spoke. I'm speaking on behalf of all these girls here and anyone who's going to listen to this through the app, but um, we appreciate your time so much and I appreciate your friendship and your wisdom and, um, you know, all that you're doing for the lacrosse community and beyond. So thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. And girls, if you have any questions, if you have anything you'd like to say, um, you know, thanks for being here tonight. And I hope to see you guys again next Wednesday. Keep crushing it. You know, some of this stuff is going to be in Kylie's corner. So see you guys on Monday. <laughs> Bye girls. <laughs> thanks, Mark. Thanks, Kylie.